0: Love Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 radio. This is the Bulldozer Matt Fremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet, every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so, who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, yeah. or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza kick fucking radio, fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kid Radio! Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne. And you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to on first This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together like my nuts. I ain't scared of you motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. As Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the acid of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas, and Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the northeast. You're listening to your Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Your Kick Radio. <laughs> 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 Give a nigga rope like that cowboy guy. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but he doesn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black This House. Bullshit, this is man. This 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 motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen. For the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris, you are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio! Geek. Kill yourself! Die! Today! Death to you, bitch! Stop! Oh, shit! Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. I'm. fucking. Everything's fucked up, guys. You know? I mean, what what can I tell you? You know? Did you did you think you were going to get some positivity on this fucking podcast cuz you were wrong. And I don't know why you keep coming to the same fucking podcast expecting something different. Um I think that's the definition of insanity is when you keep uh doing the same thing expecting a different result. Um So, I guess let me just do my best to catch you up on everything going on in my life and then from there i guess i'll just go into all this bullshit with the fucking wrestling and all of that um so i guess let's take it back to chicken so let's just go chicken stuff all right so you know I, I had explained that uh, my birds got, well, my one bird got her surgery and the other one got the medication in order to hopefully prevent surgery. I'm happy to say that um, she will completely definitely prevent surgery uh, or avoid surgery as her crop has cleared out through the medication. Um, she continues some antibiotic, um, but she's pretty much all good, Echo. Um, Mimi has been good as well. She finished her, all of her medication and it's just a matter of her crop finishing healing. Um, because you know, she had to cut open to take that baseball sized, uh, you know, ball of hay and everything out of there. So, um, now I'm kind of at the point where I'm going to have to acclimate them back into the pen because the rest of the flock acts like they don't even know them, despite the fact that they're right in there in crates uh, birds are kind of jerk offs, you know? So they, um, they just, they're always fighting and trying to, you know, uh, battle for dominance. And, uh, it's that mating season. So even though all my chickens are girls, they're still trying to jump on top of each other and dominate. And, uh, you know, my ducks are boys. So I only have the two ducks, but I have them separated in, you know, separate areas that pen So, uh, you know, that type of thing. the pigeons are jumping on each other too. So same deal. That's why I get across the board easily. Yeah, the, the birds are just overall dicks. Um, you know, because I have three types of birds that are all doing the same stupid shit, which is um, to be expected. You know, you, you have them for a little bit of time, you already know that. But um, so all seems well with them. I also am, you know, doing everything I can to continue to upgrade their pen. Make it better. I got roof panels. Uh, I have to get the roof panels on there, which is something I've never done before. So that's a whole nother level of challenge. Um, But yeah, I got um, a bunch of different things going. And then on top of it, you know, a little bit of concern. And I, I got new padlocks and stuff for my pen and keeping the yard locked because you know, I mean, when how many times are you gonna go to the store and see there's no chicken? Before you start being a little more concerned about your chickens you have in your yard. Um, It's a very common thing for people to kill and eat chickens, clearly. So um, it's not that far beyond the realm of possibility for someone to, uh, you know, steal them or or do something to them. So very uh, nervous on a lot of fronts with um, everything. Everything is, is fucking crazy right now. Um, you know, anyone who's not alarmed at this point and just, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, you know, when I went to home Depot the other day and, um, on Sunday and now I've been very, very, um, conscious of all the things that are going on and everything else. And I'm definitely not one of those doubters or anything. Um, but I went there on Sunday to get some things and man, like They have the entrance closed. The exit is the only way you can get in and out. And they're counting people, and they're only allowing 50 people in the entire store. As there's someone at the door with the, you know, the fucking masks on and the, the gloves, and they're fucking waving people in. As someone leaves, they allow another person in. And it's just, it's madness. It's, you know, it's the type of scenes you see if an area is devastated by a natural disaster or... You know in, in war conditions And this is This is what we're going through um, I'll also tell you that like Professionally Things are turning in a very Very bad direction You know I've been working at the place I've been working At for almost 20 years May uh, it'll be 19 years um, And I was just informed Today that like they're talking about Cutting hours back fucking like two o'clock type shit you know what i mean like that's such a massive financial hit but on top of that the lives that are at stake there are it's it's astronomical the thing is is you know i've taken the job that i've taken it comes with the responsibility and kind of the burden of really not being taken care of financially You know, you get by, but it's definitely not, um, you know, a a lucrative thing to be involved in. Animal care, animal care on all ends, takes advantage of people's love for animals. The people who care for animals and, and actually work within the animal field, for the most part, have to do it for nothing because they know they'll find another person because this is a job of passion this is a job of um there's always going to be someone who's willing to do that and go above and beyond and say well i'm making less money but this means more and i i think the entire industry as it were um is set up that way where it's you know that's that's just what it's going to be on the same end, donations and things of that nature will come in at such a, um, a massive amount because, again, it's preying on the, um, the love for animals and the passion that's out there for animals. You know, so that's, that's um, it kind of comes from both ends. It definitely doesn't um, then, you know, take care of the staff that dedicates themselves, you know, long term to these animals. You know, it, it keeps these places in operation, but it definitely doesn't take care of the staff and it continues to be a job of passion and things that you do with your return is, is what you're doing for these animals. The amount of lives I've saved over the years is just, uh, I mean, I, I can't even put it into numbers because it's, I, you know, when I think about it, I mean, one year I got a hundred cats adopted. We were doing something where, uh, they did like, like an incentive, um, which really didn't change anything for me. The only thing it did is it, it actually documented what I was doing. So you'd put your name on top of the application. And, um, you know, if the, if the application was approved, um, you would get a dollar for that, that um you know, that adoption. And at the end of the year, I had a 100, you know. And I, I think it was like a 103 or 104 or something like that. And I've had better years than that year, it's just that we weren't doing that whole little promotion thing at the time. So, um you know, I mean I, I know I've I've helped thousands of cats without even hesitating to say that. It's no exaggeration. Um so it it puts me in such a bad fucking situation when it comes to this thing here because it, what they're talking about now is essentially cutting hours, and um, which would really, really financially devastate me. And then on top of that, because I'm, I'm the majority of the income that comes into my household. Um, and then on top of that, um, they're talking about trying to ship everything they can out to rescues. Now, um, I I can't even begin to tell you the misconception that that the word rescue has because it sounds like a wonderful thing to anyone on the outside and it's continued to be made to sound like a great thing by people who do these things these rescues um but I can tell you that it's not so fucking great and there's not that many great fucking rescues out there and what happens is as soon as a shelter sends an animal off to a rescue a lot of the shelter um, employees and and um, management they kind of just wash their hands of that animal whatever happens next they really don't follow up on I've been very different through the years in that and that's why I've figured out and I've found out all the the bad things about rescues and um that's that's the problem that I have because I, I follow up on my animals. I don't care if they go to a home, they go to a rescue, they go wherever. I, I wanna know that they're in, in the best possible um situation. I'll give you one story, uh it's um it'll stick with me forever, but this was very early on in me working there. Um I I work with cats, um, but I have worked with a few dogs over the years. There was a dog um and her name is Rosie, she was a Sharpe. Uh, When she was initially turned in, she would chew on the the cage aggressively. I mean, coming at you, trying to gnaw through the the fence in order to attack whoever was on the other side of it. Um, She was very, very aggressive, um, very, very scared, but was acting aggressively because of it. So... I, you know, as a as a cat guy, I'd be going to my cat yard and I'd talk to her, she was on the way to my cat yard, so I'd talk to her through the fence. Hi, Rosie, you know, this and that. And sometimes she'd stop her, you know, biting on the on the, the cage and she'd just kinda watch me like I'm listening, you know. So I'd talk to her and um I started to give her treats. And little by little she'd look at me like, Yeah, don't try no shit though, dude. Um and this went on for weeks, you know, of me really just kinda like giving her space, not pushing anything, talking to her, giving her treats. And before you knew it, the tail was wagging when she saw me. You know, after a week, two weeks, the tail was wagging immediately when she saw me because she had something good to associate me with. And she started to let her guard down a little bit. Now she wasn't biting the cage anymore when she saw me. I mean, maybe if someone else walked by, she'd do it. But not with me. You know, I I developed some form of trust with her. Um, before you knew it, she would lean up against the cage for me to scratch her and, you know, rub her through the cage. This is the same dog that was gnawing on the cage. You know, I'm a cat guy. I mean, there's, I have no um, – I, I can't bullshit you and tell you, like, oh, I'm just great with all animals. I mean, I, I have compassion and I love animals very much. So I do what I can to be good with, you know, what I'm good with, you know, whatever I'm working with. But cats are definitely my specialty. That Cats are, you know, I've found – different avenues to bond with cats and it's brought me great success through what I do because I can see something in them that others wouldn't I could put in extra time and effort into you know what I'm doing with them to give them a chance where other people wouldn't but this this does go into these different situations even with dogs so now um before you knew it, I was in the cage with her. I'm mushing this dog, you know, I'm petting her, I'm rubbing her, you know, I'm taking her out, I'm walking her. Now I'm introducing her to other people. Before you know it, she's good with everybody in the building. Well, this is only about a year or so after I started working there. And next thing you know, I hear Sharpay Rescue is going to take Rosie and uh, another dog, Chino. And, um, yeah, so I'm thinking, I did it. I, you know, I did it. I got this dog to settle in. I got this dog to trust me and then everybody else around here. And as far as I know, because, you know, and things were worse back then, you know, with euthanasia and stuff. I, this, euthanasia is never going to happen for her. That She's never going to be put to sleep because of aggression because I got her past that hurdle. And now she's going off to a rescue. And as far as my image and my thought of what rescue was euthanasia they don't they don't put things to sleep in a rescue so she goes off to this rescue and uh so i'm very interested in okay you know how's how's she doing how's she doing um so they contacted them oh you know Gino uh is doing good and uh, maybe he got a home I'm not really positive what that email um detailed about him at the time just that he was definitely doing well and um And we put Rosie to sleep because she was the tortured soul. And, um, she was, she was very vicious. And, you know, when, when you get hit with that, that wall, you know, you, you thought you were in a safe space. You thought you were in a place where nothing could happen to this dog anymore. You, you already won. You were in the victory lane. You you couldn't be denied as far as this dog's success. It, it, you, you won. You, you, you got what you worked for. You got the ultimate reward as this dog was finally safe. And to be hit with the fucking brick of reality that no, if the next place you go doesn't understand you the way that this place does, you'll be reevaluated and treated as such. And, um, yeah, uh, that that was horrendous. And, you know, to deal with that, knowing that that's, that's the reality of, of things. So um, to go forward, because, again, that's a very old story, but it's, you know, something that's always stuck with me because, you know, to try to, you know, build yourself up is this is a safe place and this is a safe place and this is not, you know. So to go forward with um, some things I have problems with as far as the cat rescues um lack of policy um there's a place in asbury park um and i'm pretty sure anyone who's in the jersey area can figure that out um because i'm just not going to put names out there like this i'm not trying to uh you know turn things into anything worse than it already is um highly publicized place in asbury park um they put right there on their website We do not adopt to anyone who will declaw or let the cat out. Okay, good. So now if you check the website before you go there, even if you're a shithead who would declaw and let the cat out, you know the right answers. We have a very small window to actually weed out bad adopters. We have a very small window to try to find what could possibly be a nightmarish situation for an animal to go into. And if we're not able to use that window to the best of our ability to weed out those bad adopters, then we send cats and dogs into the same bad situation or even worse than the situations they were previously in. That's a a lot of the reality of it. And um, a lot of rescues will just continue to take out of shelters, and it doesn't really matter how they move them at that point because the numbers are what speaks. So now the shelters a lot of times get thrown under the bus and they get treated like the dark area of that animal's life. We rescued 30 cats from a shelter. That's they're already victorious. What happens with those animals next doesn't even matter. The fact that they left the shelter with these animals is, is a victory that we saved them from the shelter. Many a times, You know, definitely in the case that I've dealt with uh, from my shelter. And then again, at times we've been fortunate and had enough space, you know, had excess space, but I've had where, you know, there was 13 open cages in my shelter, a rescue uh, against my will, you know, through, through management came and took 10, 12 cats and immediately posted on their site that. We took these cats from a high-kill shelter. That's not even remotely close to the truth. We weren't high-kill. We weren't high-kill, and on top of not being high-kill, we were no-kill by statistic, uh, statistic numbers, hadn't euthanized a cat for space in years, and had 13 cages to spare. So now they're using us as the negative light to make their story sound better to make themselves the heroes, to get the donations and the financial support that people will pour out for the love of animals. But when this is... When it becomes an us versus them situation, and we don't stop getting animals, and we continue to have these animals that need our help, and we're being bastardized by other places that are supposed to be helping us, that's a problem. That's a big problem. I've also had a lot of these rescues... um, I've seen them posting things about sending cats into barn cat situations. They've deemed these cats unadoptable with their lack of um, experience or know how, or ability to do things that I've done. I've continuously had situations where I I was told this cat's unadoptable. And then I'll show you the cat laying on someone's couch and the email that they tell me how, you know, this is the, this is my best friend. Like, thank you so much for doing everything you do. And You know, working with him or her and and bringing her to this point where, you know, I don't know what I would do without them. These are the same cats that were called unadoptable previously and put in the hands of a rescue. Sometimes they will consider them unadoptable and then take this cat who is only scared, only needs work and put it into a barn cat scenario. A barn cat scenario, you know, obviously um, is going to be the majority of it's outdoors going to have to fend for itself it's going to deal with bites scratches feline aids uh hawks foxes um you know barns aren't just in the middle of the you know wilderness and this and that this is i mean cars anything out there that can happen it's susceptible to so you take a scared cat that needs our help more than anything and you give up on them and you cast them out into very, very dangerous situations for them to live a life of terror. Absolute terror and fear. And in the rescue's eyes, they're victorious. They pulled that animal from a shelter. So you can see when I, I dedicate my life to these animals. And I promise these animals as crazy as it might sound to the wrestling community out there. Which, you know, everybody knows I don't give a fuck about. But that's, you know... A lot of people listening, um, but I, I I promise these animals, I, I promise these animals, I won't let them down, you know. And it's it's all I have, you know. I I tell them when they're aggressive, I'm the baddest motherfucker in here. Don't you worry about protecting yourself. I got you. I'll do anything I can for you. I mean, I'll make sure nobody fucks with you. Nobody nobody's gonna make any decisions on you. Without going through me, you can let your guard down. You can trust us because, you know, I got you. This is this is the way I operate. You know, this is what I have pride and passion in. So if amongst this coronavirus fucking pandemic, they cut my fucking hours, and then start opening the floodgates for these fucking shithead rescues to come and take my cats and deem what's adoptable and what's not and do what they want with them and claim victory to bail this shelter out. And this is all based on them saying, well, just in case the staff were to get sick, there'd be less animals that would have to be filled in and taken care of and this and this it's, it's creating such panic and, um, rash decisions and, and very um, irresponsible acts, to be honest with you. And, um, I mean, if this shit hits the fan with this, let me fucking tell you, if I'm still on this fucking planet, the amount of stories that are going to come through this fucking, this mic are, are going to blow your fucking mind. Because I've bit my fucking tongue for almost 20 years in this place. And I, I have given my, passion I've given my blood sweat and tears in the most fucking literal possible way and if this is ripped away from me and what I love gets disrespected and treated in a way where I I can't I can't help it I'm helpless in the situation that I have no fucking choice you know um be there which it, it just it's hard to even put that into words so look man i don't know i i'm, I'm gonna hope for the best all of this fucking shit with the uh the, the schedule changing this and that is supposed to take effect next week so i'm fucked um and and you know going forward from there man i don't know fucking birthday saturday i was supposed to be in ac on friday every year i go to Atlantic City, you know, a little gambling, fucking hotel room, that whole deal. Wake up the next day and figure out what I'm going to do for my birthday, take off for my birthday. Clearly, not taking off for my birthday because I'd rather be at fucking work than sitting in my fucking house just not doing anything, you know what I mean? I'd rather be around my cats and, you know, doing what I do. And, you know, I could spend the night with the family like I do every other night. It's it's not something I need to take an entire day off to be in the house. Um, So... Um, you know, obviously those plans got shot, but look, man, we get through this, and uh, we uh, we stay strong through this shit, and hopefully we come out of this as unscathed as we can, and I hope that a lot of this stuff gets fucking rerouted and changed, and I, I hope a lot of these things that I'm looking at right now don't go the way that they're looking to be going. Um, definitely going to have a lot to say about it throughout, so you know, I'm not fucking gone until I'm gone, and like I said, you get through this, you know, I'll fucking schedule another day to go to Atlantic City, fucking hang out, do the thing, you know, that's not the end of the fucking world, um, so that's, that's that, guys, uh, 42 on Saturday, that's the deal, um, um, let me see what I want to fucking get into, I got a couple things, um, um, So, yeah, um, let me see. Um, I fucking screenshot some of this shit. All right, let me go over these. uh, Listener uh, Keaton had shot me all of these uh, topics here, so I'm just going to run these down real quick. Uh, A lot of them I don't have a whole lot to say about because I'm really fucking disconnected from wrestling. Um. So the XFL season uh, canceling the remainder of the season. Do I think they'll be back next year? I have no idea how much money they're, they're willing to hemorrhage on this fucking shithead um, the league. It was a failure last time. It's going to be a failure this time. Coronavirus or no coronavirus. It's not going to fucking last. They're already signing a couple XFL guys into the NFL, So it's like, you know, if any one of these guys excel to a point where it's actually impressive, they'll be on the practice squad of of an NFL team uh, before they give a fuck about the XFL going into their next year. So they can't have stars. They can't have impressive players because as soon as they stand out, they're getting snatched up by the NFL. They're getting bought out of whatever bullshit contracts the XFL is putting up. Whatever amount of money Vince is able to hemorrhage. And fucking lose is how much he'll lose in this. And in the end, it it's over. Like, it's not... This isn't a good idea. You can't run another football league. You just can't. All the talent is going to go to the NFL before anything. And if they're not good enough to be in the NFL, how bad do I want to watch these fucking guys? You know? It, it's just, to me, it, it's it's nothing I'm interested in. There's enough in the NFL for me to be interested in. I, I can't even get into college football because every four years you got a brand new team so you could follow them. But I mean, that's, that's hard, you know, because it's, you know, players in and out players in and out. That's so that's the college system. Uh, it's kind of getting that way with the NFL too. You never know who's going to be where anymore, but um, it's, I don't know. I've, I've never been able to really like stick with college or anything like that. And that's even, you know, look, man, those guys, the top guys are going to go to the NFL. So there's even more intrigue there. I'd, I'd be way more likely to start watching college football than I would be the XFL. Cause that's like a low grade professional league as opposed to the other guys who will make it to high grade professional league play. So, um, that's my thing on the XFL. Um, WrestleMania being ran at the performance center. Fucking weird. Uh, the whole thing is fucking w- so weird. All these empty arena shows. Um, I, everybody who's run an empty arena show on the indies are shitheads, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I know, you know, the guys need paydays, this and that. That's what they love to do all of this bullshit. But when they're locking every fucking thing down and they're talking about essential and this and that, then wrestlers are just acting like, like wrestlers can't catch the shit from another wrestler. And like, all that badass shit goes out the fucking window because, like, y- you probably have parents. You probably have grandparents. You probably, like, these are the people who would be susceptible to dying from this shit. So just because, you know, Jimmy Lloyd is all right with rolling around with fucking Jordan Olive Oil, I- I'm not fucking impressed. I didn't want to see them wrestle before. I sure as fuck don't now. And if they're endangering more people because they have just decided it's all right because Matt Tremont opened this fucking his side door and let them into the apartment over there and fucking Glassboro or wherever the fuck it is. Blackwood. Um, it's just, it's irresponsible fucking behavior. You know, Matt Scream cut a promo. And he's calling people I Oh, come, come wrestle me in my fucking house, brother. You know, he didn't say his house, but that's where he lives. And hey, yeah, there's some dog shit on the floor over here. So it's like, on one hand, you're telling me that like when you, you hosted the show there, when they were already locking shit down, oh extra, extra hand sanitizing stations for the fucking stu- for the the fans. We're keeping you safe, brother. And then you know, within a week, you're cutting a promo pointing at dog shit on the floor. Hey, it's about a half hour ago we shit on the floor. It's still there, brother. Like you're disgusting, fucking filthy. You you're the reason why shit like this exists. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck, man. Dude's had MRSA like fucking four times Like yeah I want your fucking health advice your Fucking dog shit's on the fucking floor That the guys are bumping on And shit Like you guys should fucking pay attention to what you're doing here Cause you're putting yourself in fucking harm's way And all that tough guy shit goes out the window When you're on an IV fucking antibiotic drip Like fucking Tremont was At some point You know what I mean And and, and the fucking uh, The infection's going fucking septic on you And like uh, you know just not cute anymore your fucking body slam on the floor doesn't mean dick at that point oh he's tough he had a fucking fork sticking out of his head oh great now he's gonna die so well what are you gonna do but god forbid Cornette says something about these fucking people because you know they're doing insanely irresponsible shit And he was like look at these shitheads yeah the, the fans would watch these motherfuckers die and they're like how dare you fucking wish death on me shut up the fuck is wrong with you so many of these motherfuckers, they, they decide where they're going to have their moral stance and whether or not Um, – I'm going to be all over the fucking place on this. And and I know that that's a pretty current, consistent thing with me. But um, what can you do? Um, Marcus Crane, he's another one. Complete shithead as far as I'm going he, he's the Deathmatch David star. The guy had – they had to remove part of his fucking skull. And do brain surgery because he had an infection in his forehead bad enough to fucking pretty much kill him. And he, he's on the internet typing about whose fucking feelings are hurt every minute. Oh, this guy said this, so that guy's feelings are hurt, and this this group's feelings might be hurt by this, so this person should be canceled and this and the, eh, what the fuck is the fuck is going on? Now he hates Joe Biden. Fucking hates Joe Biden. I I hate to break the fucking news for you. Bernie fucking Sanders is never going to be president. Bernie Sanders with his shitty ideas, it's no different than the fucking Trump wall. I'm not a Trump guy. I don't like fucking Trump. I think he's a maniac. But when Trump's like, I'm going to build this fucking wall and da-da-da-da-da, and all the dumb fucking rednecks are like, yeah, keep the Mexicans out. Get these fucking Mexicans. Fucking... As soon as he gets in there, he's like, okay, now it's time for the wall and the fucking Senate and whoever the fuck else. I'm not a political guy. Whoever else is in charge is like, you're not getting the fucking wall. Get the fuck out of here. All right, fine. So then he fucking fucking beats it, and that's that. So then what do you think happens when fucking Bernie Sanders is like, We're taxing the rich 70% of their fucking income and fucking 70% and and we're going to make student debt go away and uh, free, free education for everyone. Oh, that this is like fucking trillions of dollars. Like, where's that all coming from? Oh, you go to them and they're like, yeah, you're not doing that. Okay. So like the whole reason you elected this motherfucker, he's not able to actually do those things. Cool. Sweet. Uh, It's fucking crazy. And then they just keep fucking attacking the one motherfucker that actually will have a chance to fucking beat Trump. Will he? Probably not. But he will be the fucking one. It'll be Biden versus fucking Trump. And you're so diehard fucking Bernie that you're rooting against the fucking guy who's going to be up against the guy who you hate so fucking much. But you've you've chosen to fucking hate all the motherfuckers except for the one guy. But, like, it's like, you know, you're rooting for the Jets. They're not winning the fucking Super Bowl. So you can get mad at the fucking, all the other teams in your division. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, who are you going to root for? Because they're not making the fucking playoffs. So, it's just, just shithead behavior on top of shithead behavior. This fucking Chinese, look, uh, the Chinese, uh, Chinese virus or whatever the fuck he said, that's not even fucking racist. It came from fucking China. Shit came from China. That's not saying all Chinese people are to blame. That That's, you know, again, he said some crazy fucking shit that I would go, dude, this guy's out of his fucking mind. I just watched a press conference the other day where I didn't watch the whole press conference. I watched a clip that someone posted on the computer while I was on lunch. Yeah. I don't have time to watch press conferences like in their entirety. Not interested enough, to be honest with you. But um and he's like, he's like, we got all these chairs empty. You know, normally to have people in there, you know, angry people, people just don't like me very much. So you know, with this virus, can we just keep the chairs empty from the angry people? Like, do you think like this could be like maybe a permanent thing where the people that hate me so much won't even get back in the chairs? And just, and like this is this is like press conference that like the American people are waiting on answers for like what the fuck's gonna happen with their day to day, with their future, with this fucking disease? And he's talking about like, yeah, this set of fucking angry people aren't gonna be back in these chairs, right? Like we just fuck them, right? And and like the people, the lady he's talking to is looking like, well. Shit, uh, I, mean, I didn't even think that was going to come up, but uh, yeah, uh, wow, a lot of challenges with this, isn't there? You know, this is just a crazy motherfucker, but when it comes to like, oh, you said Chinese virus, oh, that's crazy, that's fucking insanity, that's so racist, it's really not. And as far as fucking Chinese people eating fucking dogs, 10 to 20 million dogs are eaten per fucking year in China. Let's stop acting like that's an offensive fucking statement to say that they eat dogs. They do eat dogs, motherfucker. They do. They eat fucking bats. They eat all this fucking crazy shit, and that's where it got fucking started from. It got started from like um, um, like some form of like a anteater or, or something like that. Like something ate a fucking bat, and and then a Chinese person ate the fucking thing that ate the fucking bat. And then next thing you know, this fucking world is in fucking turmoil. So don't don't fucking tell me that it's fucking racist to to pretty much hold people responsible for their actions. Now it's racist if you hold people responsible for their actions. The entire world is in turmoil. The fucking every single place you go is in chaos. There's a, a global pandemic going on. And this fucking guy is worried about whose fucking feelings are hurt over the term Chinese virus. And don't say the Chinese people eat dogs. They do. They'll eat your fucking dog. And it's it's just, you know, I've had it. I've fucking had enough. Fuck your feelings. Fuck your motherfucking feelings. People play one fucking role, and they walk around 666 six, six all over their shit, and yeah, fuck you, religion, fuck that. You're not worried about their fucking feelings. Yeah, I mean, so if it's all right for you, fuck their feelings. But the other people, you know, that you've decided, okay, no, I'm down with that cause, I'm down with this, I'm down with that. No, you can't say that. That's not right. That's just, get the fuck out of here with this shit, man. Man the fuck up. Because all this this clown shit running around worrying about how everything's fucking phrased every minute, trying to cancel fucking comedians, trying to fucking hold everybody to the fucking fire over garbage, over things that don't actually hurt people. Like, I don't know, like a global pandemic hurts people. The fucking wet markets where they're eating every fucking animal under the fucking sun out there. And then it's like, well, you can't judge them. That's their culture. No, I can judge the fuck out of them. I'll judge the fuck out of anyone I want until I'm dead. That's what I'm going to do, all right? You motherfuckers go run around eating fucking all sorts of animals, just random-ass fucking animals, and going, well, that's my right. Well, then, you know what? I'll judge the fuck out of you. That's what I'll do, you know? There's Jewish people who have these fucking rituals where they fucking swing a chicken around by its fucking neck and kill it. Because they believe that they're transferring their sins into the chicken and then killing the chicken for their sins. And this is a regular fucking thing that happens in Jewish communities. Like we have one over here, Lakewood. Lakewood also has the highest fucking amount of coronavirus cases in the county. Not a coincidence because they're lawless. They, they do some things that are completely fucking lawless. And a lot of rules don't apply to them, and morals don't apply to them. But if you say something, oh, you're a fucking anti-Semite. No, that's not the case. I mean, it, there's lots of fucking Jewish people that are great. You know, I, I don't want to sound like, like that quick, like opt-out racist statement. But I watch Seinfeld all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know? but but no, dude. Like I don't, I don't just inherently hate Jewish people. But I hate people who act like fucking monsters when when people are killing animals because they've decided that their religious beliefs makes everything OK with their sins. If they do that, no, no those people are fucking monsters and should be stopped. People that are just eating random fucking exotic animals because like fucking why not should be stopped. And when it, it caused this, it, it caused this. Now, if we mention that it caused this, we're racist. No, that's not what a racist is. That's not what that is. If you're attacking random Chinese people, that, that's a problem. Like physically attacking people, that's a problem. But, you know, th- there's a difference. There's a big fucking difference between all these different things that, that we're calling the same amount of outrage to. Um, Let me see Um, Tom Brady goes to the box, man That's, you know, hey Tommy was going somewhere Now let's see what's stronger hey, Can Tommy hop into a new system And go and fucking win He ain't winning in the fucking NFC I'll tell you that much Now with my fucking Niners riled up the way that the fuck they are He's not coming out of that NFC and going to the fucking Super Bowl. Not, not in this fucking next two, three years while my guys are what they are right now. There's no way. Yeah? You know? I mean, call it what you fucking want. I We will see. Hopefully we'll fucking see because, you know, every other sport's been called off. Football just happens to be like a while away. So we'll we'll see where the fucking world is when it comes to football. Otherwise, it'll just be Tom Brady retiring as a buck. Um, yeah, I mean, wild shit. You know, the NFL's really shaking up quite a bit. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Belichick, man. If he takes Brian Hoyer to the fucking playoffs, I'm done. I'm all done. Yeah, I mean, what am I gonna do? Um, the run, Ricky, run main event. Um, I, I could say that I watched that. That was really good. Um, you know, Gage and Ricky Shane page have, uh, they did a great job of just violence, just fucking crazy spots all over the place. Um, the thing in the end, I didn't really like, um, I liked the reaction that it got, you know, cause it got that fucking riot reaction. Cause all these shithead fans actually believe this shit. Um, they, they think they're in a gang and someone just beat their gang leader. um, they're a uh, bi-curious gang leader. Um, but um, it, the the problem I'm having with it, um, well, that I had with it, is I don't, I'm not having, like, a consistent problem with it. I'm having, like, way bigger problems, like, life fucking issues than than that. But um, the, the issue that I had with it is, other than um, Eric Ryan, it's a bunch of shitheads that no one wants to see. Like, I don't want to see Gregory, Gregory Iron in a fucking, in anything. I know, it's it's really inspirational. He's got the little hand and all of that shit. Uh, it's not believable to me. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Uh, great, you fulfilled your dreams. Congratulations, you're a fucking hero. I don't want to see you wrestle ever. I don't give a fuck about you or your little hand. Um, you know, again, amazing that he's able to do what he's doing. Uh, do I think he's, he should be able to fight Chris Dickinson? No, I don't. No, I don't. And as soon as we start making that believable... I'm done. I don't want to watch it. I'm not interested in this fucking silly ass charade to pretend like this fucking beast is up against a guy with one hand and he, you know, you ever heard the fucking phrase like I could beat you with one arm tied behind my back? That doesn't mean like we're equal fighters. And I'm just really good. It means like you ain't shit. Beat you with one arm tied behind my back. So that's the way I feel about like a a Marco stunt beating a a grown ass man or a, a fucking. What does he have? Uh, cerebral palsy or some shit, uh, you know, th- beating a fucking guy or the guy with no fucking legs hopping over here with his fucking arms and he- he's going to beat some fucking uh, grown ass man. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not interested. That's, that's not what I I, I don't want all inclusive fucking everybody wins participation trophy fucking wrestling. I'm not into that. Well, fuck yourself. But that's that's what the society is now. You know what I mean? Everybody's a fucking hero and everyone's so brave for doing shit, even when it looks like absolute trash. Um so that's that. Um but yeah, I'm not interested in Gregory Iron. I'm not interested in the other shitheads he brought in, whatever his personal friends that he got into the company. Um and, you know, again, like they had uh the one guy fucking screw gauge out of this Fucking Trent Acid Cup, which I'll, I'll get into in a second. I got to get into that too. Um, who the fuck is he? Who, who gives a fuck about that guy? So if you take this stable and you go, okay, now it's going to be Schlack versus who in that group do I give a fuck about? Schlack versus Gregory Iron? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a right though. I don't, I don't need to see that or whatever these other guys in this fucking group are. No, I'm, I'm not interested in that. So. I think it's good. I think it should have been done with um, actual, you know, guys that, that people cared about already. Very, um, you know, invested members of of the GCW crew. Like if Tony Deppin turned and Tony Deppin was one of the fucking guys with RSP. Okay, shit. Now you can match Deppin up with a fucking anybody. So now when he's in there doing some shit, he's a regular guy. He's a heel as as is, you know, he, he plays that fucking heel role. He can go out there and kick ass with fucking anyone. So now this, to me, would make a lot of fucking sense. But instead, you know, you got Gregory Iron. Yeah, that's, that's going to do something. So I, I just don't like it, you know, because I, I don't think it has any longevity as far as, you know, break this thing up to one-on-one feuds or, or six-man matches and stuff like that. And what, what parts of that match do you legitimately care about? I just I don't see it. Um, but yeah, um so that's the um that's uh that that's what I think about that. Um Let me see. Um also um Rico, my cat, is doing well from his hip surgery. He's just fucking acting like it's all good, which is really great you know because uh it was just like one thing after another with my animals and it's, it's pretty difficult you know so for them to come out the other side of this and be you know all right is is fucking like the least i could have right now is just my animals and, and and my loved ones to be okay because that's that's really you know when, you know, all the bad shit happens, like at least if you could scale back to your health and your, you know, your loved ones and your, your animal's health, you know, that's, that's, that's what really counts. Um, At least, you know, to me, and I think it should to most. Um, So, yeah, those are, those are uh, the topics Keaton sent to me. Um, I very much appreciate topics at all times, um, especially, you know, in the, these tough times like this. You know, you just don't know like what the fuck's gonna happen next, and you know, there's a lot to deal with. Um, so then, let me see. I gotta bring up my other thing, but so last week or whenever the fuck I did my last show, because I don't, I don't even know anything anymore. But um, I brought up Nick Gage... And I've been saying this a lot over the years, and it, it, it's the God's honest fucking truth. You guys can get butt hurt because, like, he's fucking something serious to you. He's, he, he's your hero, and I don't look up to wrestlers of any sort, any, any fucking sort at all. I don't, I don't look up to wrestlers. That, that's not what my life is about. I don't see anything that they're doing and being like, holy shit, I wish I could fucking, I I don't wish I could do any of this stuff. To be honest with you, I'm more athletic than the majority of fucking wrestlers out there. You know, obviously there's some top tier athletes in wrestling. I'm not saying I'm just the fucking most athletic shit on the planet. But for 42 years old, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty fucking strong, pretty fucking fast and a lot of these guys are, you know, they're getting by on this fake sport, and, and doing what the fuck they can, and, um, you know, again, I, I'm not looking up to these guys, you know, they do their thing, I respect what they do, it, you know, it takes a lot of fucking, uh, it, it takes athleticism, it takes a pain tolerance, it takes, um, endurance, it takes dedication, it takes fucking a lot of, uh, you know, dedication and free time, and, And being able to really fucking lean into this shit. Um, it takes passion. So I respect that. But I don't, I don't, um, I don't look at these guys as like, that's a badder motherfucker than I could ever be. Again, like, I give credit where credit is due. You know, Dickinson to me is the baddest motherfucker in wrestling. You know, um, he, he's tremendously entertaining. He's maintained that entertainment to me. So as far as an entertainer goes, that's, yeah, it's fucking great. I, I am a diehard fucking 49er fan, like, hands fucking down. But I don't, like, I don't aspire to be Joe Montana. I'm not a quarterback. I'm not a wrestler. Why would I aspire to be a wrestler? You know what I mean? Like, Shaq's my favorite fucking basketball player of all time. I don't aspire to be Shaq. You know, I'm a grown-ass man. Sure, when he came out, we used to climb up the fucking basketball hoops and break everyone's fucking rims because Shaq did it. But I was a fucking teenager. I'm a grown-ass man now. Shit, I'm making no fucking sense. Run around acting like you're in a fucking gang, getting butthurt over people saying some shit. That holds fucking truth. So when Gage used to fucking be out there, Gage used to be fucking relentless, ruthless, fucking intense. Intensity is always what sold me in wrestling. So, you know, you're low keys. You're you're Dickinson's. You're uh, old school Sammy Callahan. Not the new Sammy Callahan. Old school Sammy Callahan. Fucking, uh, you know, some of those guys. Um, that's what fucking sold me. Nick Gage was a guy, again, and I understand to a certain extent, too, because a lot of the people who talk shit and defend this, this garbage that's going on right now, they were like five when I used to watch Nick Gage. I started going to CCW in 2001. A lot of these motherfuckers who were talking shit and defending what he's doing, they were like five years old when the when, when that happened. In two thousand one they were they weren't fucking adults. So it, it's hard for them to even go like, oh yeah, no, he's way better now. Are you what the fuck is wrong with you? You weren't there. That you know that, that it's just that like you want to be part of something special now and you know, I, I guess I get it, but you you're wrong. You're dead fucking wrong. Even when Gage came out of fucking prison the first time, he was jacked. He's not jacked anymore. He's not that fucking size anymore. But that's okay with you guys. You guys don't you don't take any points off for that shit. You just go like, no, nah, yeah, but still, like you, you fucking yeah, you know, he's in a gang and he wears long pants now. He he just doesn't like He wears a shirt and fucking Yeah, I mean like Old school Nick Gage wore a shirt, too, so I'm not even saying, like, dude needs to be jacked and ripped and all this shit. Fat Nick Gage from 2001 was way fucking more aggressive than he is now. Way more aggressive. Fucking pill-addicted fucking Gage who robbed a bank in broad daylight was murdering shit in the fucking ring right before he did all that. But I, this, this is what I'm basing this off of. This is not me saying Nick Gage is a bitch. That, that, that's not what I said. So when you fucks go on the fucking internet and go, you wouldn't say that to his face. I wouldn't say that he's better before he went to fucking prison than he is now. I'm pretty sure I would. So that's, that's number one. Number two, I got a bunch of motherfuckers on the internet that are going to explain to the fucking world and to each other while they're holding each other's balls... And they they tell each other, he wouldn't say that to his face. He wouldn't say that. You know what that reminds me of? The fact that none of you motherfuckers will say a goddamn thing to my face. Because I'll tell you one thing straight off the motherfucking jump. I am more legit than any motherfucker on those shithead message boards. You're Deathmatch Elite. You're fucking this or that. Hamhead... Fucking Chris Hamhead Grasso almost cried when I got in his fucking face. But he's still on the internet talking tough guy shit. He's still trying to rally you motherfuckers up. He's still trying to tell you motherfuckers that I ain't shit. He didn't tell me that to my face. Because I got in his fucking face. And I begged him to say a fucking negative thing to me. And he wouldn't. He told me if he could take it all back, he would. He told me that was a long time ago. He said, what's kicking my ass going to prove? These are all words that came out of fat fucking hamhead's mouth. And I beg him to come and fucking talk some shit to my fucking face. I beg fucking Scotty satire to ever step in my fucking presence. Ever fucking step in my presence. Scotty fucking bullshit satire. Take your shit from your little fucking ring announcing shit. Your little commentary booth. You come fucking walk down to fucking lacy new fucking Jersey. And you come fucking find me. And say one fucking negative thing to my face and see what goes on, cause you ain't shit. Michael Thick, this cocksucker had the M.D.K. fucking page and was talking shit about everybody, every fucking buddy, talking shit about wrestlers, talking shit about everything under a fucking avatar, under a fucking fake fucking profile picture that he had Shaheen make. That he ended up talking shit about Shaheen too. He ended up talking shit about everybody he could, burying everybody in the group. Everybody in the fucking group turned on this motherfucker and called him out for what a bitch he was. Now, all of a sudden, they forgot about that shit. They were back on Team fucking MDK, Michael Thick, the Deathmatch Hour, or whatever the fuck... Bullshit, fucking clown, Mark podcast where he gets on a fucking Facebook live video and blows the other guy and shit circles. Yeah, 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 yeah. You couldn't hold a fucking candle to what I've done for over the past just about ten fucking years on this podcast. Motherfuckers don't respect you like they respect me. I got motherfuckers hitting me up, guys who you would blow if they fucking told you to in the wrestling business, hitting me up, fucking telling me that they liked some shit that I had to say. I don't have to hit them up to fucking say anything. I don't have to fucking fucking message them ten fucking times just to get a reaction out of I I get motherfuckers that just hit me up. You know what I mean? And and that's not even just like a point of bragging, but I, I have people that legitimately respect me for the way that I am and for what I say and how I am fucking straight up. You motherfuckers don't get respect in life like that. You might suck a motherfucker's dick on the fucking podcast, on your little fucking Facebook live fucking podcast, and they might tell you how much they appreciate it because you're giving them free promotion, but that's, that's, that ain't shit. They don't respect you as a man. They don't know what the fuck you've done in life. They don't give a fuck about you. But you keep hanging your hat on that and keep fucking convincing yourself that you mean something to somebody. You don't mean shit to nobody. Michael fucking dick. Fucking clown ass dude. Go fuck yourself. You're another one. Take a fucking trip. Get in the car with these other jerk-offs. Come fucking see me. See what goes on with your MDK all fucking day. We'll see. That won't be the day you MDK. I can fucking promise you that. It won't be it won't be that day. Um I'll circle back to some of these other motherfuckers, but um So the the one dude what the fuck is his name? Um another guy who, who had nothing but compliments for me and then he ran off to this fucking group. To run his fucking mouth, and and here's the thing, like um, where's this fucking guy? Oh yeah, Joseph uh, Conciello. So he just like screenshotted the um the description. For my show about, you know, Nick Gage is curious pre-prison Gage would have murdered post-prison Gage, he murdered death killed this whole fucking gimmick, this is all legit shit to me, you know, this isn't like, you wouldn't say that to his face, I wouldn't say that like, like they posted this, posted Nick Gage is curious with his fucking picture, old Nick Gage wouldn't have allowed that, not in a fucking, not in a gimmick, not in anything, there would not have been a fucking a way that that was used for show promotion ever. Ever. The whole show would have had to been hijacked with Nick Gage just stiffing everybody in the fucking locker room. He would have ripped motherfuckers apart. He would have busted the, fucking, the rim of the chair over motherfuckers' heads because that's what he used to do to people. He would have fucked people up on some legit shit where you'd be like, I don't think he's fucking playing. That's that's old Nick Gage. But you guys wouldn't know that because, again, I think you were five And you're too in love with them right now to say anything negative. So this guy, like, the thing is, is like, he didn't really say a whole lot of negative things himself. So it wasn't me taking offense to him post. Well, it wasn't him, me taking offense to something he said or anything like that. But I don't need reporters on my page. You know what I mean? I, I speak openly and honestly, and I tell you how I fucking feel on this thing. And I speak this for anyone who wants to listen to listen. I'm not doing this in a private way. I'm not doing this behind an avatar. I'm not doing this shit secretly. And I sure as fuck ain't doing this shit for reaction or shock value, or as Ham had said, uh, I'm an edge lord. We'll get back to that guy. But, the fact that, like, this dude screenshots this shit and then, like, runs back to this group of dickheads to, like, report to them and to get them all riled, I- I'm not really looking for that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like people to even friend request me and then just sit on my fucking page and never say anything to me. Like, just spare me that shit. Listen to the fucking podcast and move on. If you want to come on the page and interact with me, whatever, I, I- I'm cool with that. But I'm also not up for bullshit. Like, I'm not that invested in this wrestling thing for me to have. Like, I am not. I don't want to be part of your world. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to talk about it. And obviously, like, you motherfuckers are going to listen. Because you guys keep listening to get offended by things over and over and over. So I suck really bad at this. But you guys can't stop tuning in. That's That's the issue I see. I don't know you motherfuckers exist until somebody else screenshots me. Because I'm not in your shithead groups. I'm not following any motherfucker of you. I don't listen to your shithead podcasts. But other people will screenshot the shit that you say about me and send it to me. That's how I know you exist. That's how I know your fucking life even exists. You know what I mean? That's the difference between me and you. I just speak on this fucking mic and people fucking, people start getting butt hurt and they start listening. I don't know you exist until people bring it to my attention. And I wish you didn't exist. You know, um. So back to fucking. So so that's the thing. I I don't need reporters on my page. If you're the motherfucker, that's gonna like screenshot and run back to your little fucking fuckboy deathmatch group, so you could discuss. Discuss it amongst yourselves. I don't give a fuck. I don't don't really need you on my page so you can screenshot shit. This is like the same reason like shitheads like this is why I don't post too much about my kids on the fucking computer. Because somebody's going to cross the fucking line and then I'm going to find them. You know what I mean? So I don't want to put myself in that where I don't have freedom anymore because you guys don't know where the fucking line is. And you seem to think from a long distance you guys think I'm a joke. It's never in my face. It's never anywhere in fucking person that you think I'm a joke. Ever. I went to fucking shows for fucking 10, 15 years, and not a motherfucker came up to me and said a fucking negative thing. And there was a lot of those years that I was fucking drunk on a regular basis, and I was looking for problems. And I didn't get not out of one of you motherfuckers saying shit. However, the message boards would be live with disrespect. But as soon as I got to the show, nobody had a fucking word to say to me. They'd tuck their fucking head and you, snicker and talk to their fucking friends under their breath. But not 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 too fucking loud. You know what I mean? That's the type of motherfuckers you are. That that's what an internet gangster is. Not a motherfucker like me who puts his fucking picture right there, his fucking full name, his fucking everything else. That that's that's not that's not what you guys are. Back to fucking hamhead. So hamhead like Chris Grasso for anyone who's not. Keeping uh, tabs on who Hamhead is because he's got a head like a fucking Easter ham, like a big fat, fucking stupid head on him he's He looks like he, he keeps saying, "I look like a thundercat," which you know, look um newsflash, they were fucking superheroes. I'm well aware that I'm built like a fucking superhero, like a fucking action figure, and that's all right, like that's okay. if I'm a thundercat that that's cool. You're built like the fat turtle looking shit that that was Mumrod's bitch. That walked around and got beat up every fucking show. That, that's, we're doing Thundercat references. That's I forget what dude's name is, but that's this fat shit that you look like. The guy that would never be in charge. The guy would never fucking step up. The guy that would never take any fucking initiative on anything. Just like a fat fucking stupid henchman that gets beat up every fucking episode. That, that's what you look like. You look like the roadie for fucking Warren if they were currently touring with a dead lead singer. That's what you look like. You look like someone dragging amps to a fucking truck. And drive into the next fucking city. That's that's what you fucking look like. So let let's stop with the what I fucking look like stuff because you look like a fat bag of shit that wouldn't stand a fucking prayer in person with me. Because again, you did physically back down for me. So let's not get that fucked up. Alright. Um so so that's what he said. I look like a thundercat, da 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 uh less people are gonna listen to my show now. Apparently not because they keep listening to get offended. Um but yeah like you know he's just he's a shithead and that that's what he is. Um let me see who else who else did I have in there? Did I have other people in there? Yeah, Scotty Satire. Like I said Scotty Satire could eat a dick. Um Hunter uh Joshua Craft um back me up in there And he's, he's fucking, I I give him a hundred percent respect for that because again, like agree with me or don't agree with me, but you know, I, I, I follow this fucking guy's career. So it's, it's, it's pretty easy for me to say like, yo, look, I, I saw him here. I saw him there. This is, this pales in comparison to what it used to be. Um, you know, um, Jose Ortega is another just fucking coward and clown that would just sit on my page and try to, like, fucking talk to me like we're cool. And then he'll jump in this group and then act start acting like a fucking clown. And it's funny because when I went to delete him off my fucking thing, he has, like, three fucking profiles under the same name because he's a fucking moron. You know, so apparently at some point or another he fucked up. I don't know what the case is, but he had, like, three fucking different profiles with his picture on it. I, I have two before we go there. I have two. I have one for my work people. So I'm not calling like the Seahawks fucking cunts on the page that I have like people for my job on, you know what I mean? So like if I adopt out a cat to somebody, you know, and they want to keep tabs and fucking, you know, share pictures and stuff like that, it's not going to be on the same page that I'm saying that, you know, the Seahawks are fucking cunts, you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't want to have to explain why that's that's a fact to somebody that has nothing to do with that so that's the reason i have two different pages and i don't accept many people onto my work page i have all these you know wrestling people on this page and all this um so that's that's that um and you know there's another guy with chinese writing i don't know if that's the Stephen a clown or who that is but the dude he's an american with chinese writing is his fucking name enough said enough said dude you're not you're not fucking Japanese. Like you you have your name written in fucking Japanese, and you moved to fucking Japan, because you were such a fanboy of this shit that you thought that would make you just a little bit closer to the fucking action, or a little bit closer to being part of the fucking group. You're a shithead. Um, trying to think. I, I just don't want to miss anybody. I try to address everybody uh, as straight up as I can. Yeah, Andrew Lawler is another guy. He talks a lot of shit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I pretty much covered all these fucking assholes. Where's the... Where's the fucking ham-head comment? I want to make sure I got the whole thing. Oh yeah, he said an edge lord that pays for pie. I had to I had to look up what edge lord means because I'm not into these fucking hipster terms. I'm a grown fucking man in my forties. So apparently that's someone that just like says shit for reaction. That just like says like really controversial shit for reaction. And I think if you really actually listen to what I say on a regular fucking basis, it that's it, it's not that. And it's it has nothing to do with that. I'm not just looking for a reaction. I don't just say the opposite of what everyone likes to get a reaction. You can follow my fucking Facebook and see that. I have, I have um very um very legitimate thoughts and feelings about the things that I I say and I feel. Like I'm I'm straight up. I'm I'm very fucking straight up. But again, a guy who follows around fucking wrestlers and and takes pictures, and, and, like, that's his fucking big claim to fame, is, like, if he gets a good shot, and, like, female wrestlers wouldn't let him take fucking promo pictures because they thought he was a fucking creep, and then he got mad at Blake for it and tried to bury fucking Blake to me. But, like, you don't know me like that to fucking tell me stupid shit like that. This is, again, when he was being fucking kissing my ass about how great the fucking interview was with DJ and how he, he learned so much because he the guys never tell him any of that shit and, and I seem to really know a lot about all this stuff but these are all things that came out of Hamhead's fat stupid fucking head but again, the tone changes because now, you know, we don't, we don't play, you know but as soon as I called him the fuck out then, then he had all the hatred in the world for me now I'm a Thundercat, you know what I mean? I mean, another another plus of being a Thundercat is you could just call motherfuckers out for being a hoe, because that's what he said, right? Thundercat hoe, yeah. You know I mean, these are a bunch of hoe ass motherfuckers, so that that might be very accurate. Well, Thundercat, call y'all out for the hoes you all are. Y'all ain't shit, you know. And again, uh, oh, and then he wished, uh, if any asshole on the planet deserves a heaping case of COVID nineteen, it's him. So again, you're using. The the current pandemic, to say a super scathing, edgy, if anyone's the edge lord, maybe maybe that's what you're going for. You know what I mean? Because you're like, I know what I'll use. I'll use the hot tapping and hope that he gets that. And it's just like, dude, go fuck yourself. Waddle your fat, stupid ass into my fucking space before your fucking valves close up in your fucking heart before all the cholesterol fucking claims you before the diabetes gets your fucking foot hacked off and say some shit to my face, you fat fucking slob. And I'll show you exactly who the fuck is an edge lord and who's a fucking internet gangster and all this other fun shit that you guys like to say from a distance, but out of you motherfuckers, I'm the only legitimate motherfucker in the conversation. That's it. So you guys can get all in a big fucking circle, hold each other's cocks and, and, and Just keep fucking patting each other on the back with the other hand and convincing each other that you guys are all really legitimate and I'm an asshole. So it's all good, though, because you motherfuckers know goddamn well what would happen in person. Scotty Satire ran up to fucking Jeremy after he popped shit the first time online with me. And he fucking ran up to Jeremy. He's like, dude, I know you're friends with J-Cat. Like, I don't want any problems. I don't want any problems. So you, you already know the deal. Just because a bunch of fucking, you know, New York, North Jersey fucking wrestlers co-sign you and act like you're fucking cool and they're they're your fucking pal doesn't mean you would stand a fucking prayer with me, with you, with your fucking body. I mean, to back up your own fucking words. When people talk shit and they can't back their own fucking words up, you're the clown. You're you're 100% the fucking bitch, the coward that everybody fucking wants to say these fucking words online. But the legitimacy of what they're saying is not even fucking remotely close. Try me, motherfuckers. I, I promise you, motherfuckers. And, and where I'm at mentally right now with the, the real life shit that I got going on, fuck your bullshit wrestling. Fuck your bullshit death matches, all this, uh, this garbage. Come fucking see me, you clown motherfuckers. I beg you. I fucking beg you. Because, like, if I reach the fucking breaking point, I, I want you motherfuckers to be there before the end. That, that's what I want. Because I'll make a fucking statement with you. That's what I'll do. So, there's no direct threats, there's no anything like that, but you you bring that same fucking energy that you bring to the internet, that you talk to all your shithead friends, and they all agree with you, and you fucking bring 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 it over here. You know what I mean? Otherwise, shut your fucking mouths, because you guys are just absolute fucking clowns who cannot back your words up. It sounds stupid. You might as well just start sending, like, you know, death threats to Brock Lesnar and shit, you know what I mean? Because... You don't stand a chance there either. I'm no Brock Lesnar, but, you know, aim high, guys, you know. Start sending fucking shitty emails to Mike Tyson and, and, and fucking just, you know, all sorts of people that you can't handle. You know what I mean? Just just whoever you can. Aim higher than just J-Cat. You know what I mean? Aim way higher. I mean, you, you can hit up all sorts of people that you can't fuck with as long as you stay away from them like you do with me. It's all good, right? Fuck you, clowns. Um... So that's what I got there. Um, okay. Um, Jeffrey Sand wants me to tell the Jersey story, which, so here's my, <laughs> uh, Jeff hit me up and, uh, he had a hookup for a Jersey site, which, um, coincidentally it was in China. A Chinese Jersey. Is that racist? Um, and uh, basketball jerseys, NBA shit. Um, so he's like, yo, man, I know you like jerseys or whatever. I figure i will let you know about this shit. And uh, I think they're like 30 bucks each or something, plus the shipping. So it ended up being like 80 bucks for two jerseys, you know what I mean? Um, which is great, shipping and everything. Um, I ordered a, a black LeBron, black and yellow LeBron Lakers jersey. And uh, a black Charles Barkley Suns jersey. All right. So I get a fucking blue Anthony Davis and both my jerseys are extra large. I got two XXL jerseys, a blue Anthony Davis Lakers jersey, you know, with the, the script writing that says Los Angeles on it. And then uh a fucking uh what the fuck's dude's name, uh Luca fucking Donichek or whatever the fuck. From the Mavs. So I had a blue, two blue, I hate blue. I fucking can't stand the color blue. Which is crazy because, you know, my job, I, I gotta wear blue. So I wear blue six days a week despite that, like, I probably own no other blue fucking anything. um, For the most part. Um, So yeah. um, So I'm selling those jerseys now. Uh, so, <laughs> so they actually, I, I emailed them like, yo, you sent me the wrong shit. And they're like, how about we send a new one? I'm like, all right. The next morning, I had a fucking uh, a tracking number from before I even sent them the email. So they must have caught their mistake and immediately sent out two new jerseys and just said, "All right, well, fucking fuck the old jerseys." So like they on their end just took the losses on the wrong jersey they sent, sent the right ones, and and sent them fucking fast. So now I'm selling the old the uh, the other two jerseys. Um, and yo, these shits are legit. Like fucking tags on them. You know, like fucking legit. I mean, they, they are 100% fucking authentic, uh, to the best of my fucking knowledge. Cause everything looks fucking perfect on them. Sewed on all that shit. Everything's sewn on, um, fucking tags on them. Um, so yeah, unworn, uh, two X, the Mavs Jersey and the, um, Anthony Davis Jersey, um, 45 each including shipping yeah i mean so if you want one or the other paypal me 40 bucks 45 bucks i'll send it to you it's yours yeah i mean you're not gonna find a 45 dollars jersey get it shipped to you you know again i mean sure you could you could order from china for just slightly less but you know whatever um so that's that's that uh but yeah it was like dude yeah i got my fucking jerseys and i open them like just see nothing but blue i'm like that's how life's going (laughs) i got a fucking chicken had surgery a fucking cat had surgery and uh you know all the, the home life shit i got going on uh and job stuff and and then it's like yeah like so yeah um yeah you know but it is what it is. The um, let me see what else I got. Yeah, so I I think that's about all I got. Um, I just I'm trying to fucking do what I can to stay fucking sane, which is it's really like uh, I'm holding on by a little bit, just a little bit. Um, so. You know, I'm doing what I can. I'm focusing on my family. I'm focusing on my animals. Doing my thing there. Um continuing to upgrade my chicken pen. Um try to make some some different upgrades in the house and you know, steer things in the right direction. And uh, you know, I, I don't know what this fucking thing is gonna bring us. Uh you know, I, I listened to the Stern show. He started doing um like remote shows from his house. Um this this week. And he had on uh Doctor Agus, which is a doctor that uh was involved with uh helping Robin get through her cancer treatment and all that. And uh from what he said, like, yeah, this is major shit. The major, major shit. It's gonna get a little worse before it gets better. But he's saying like like six to eight weeks and we'll be out of this. Or at least um, the majority of, you know, what we're dealing with won't be what we're dealing with. We'll be a little bit back, back to normal, more back to normal in about six to eight weeks. That's his his prediction, which is the first real sign of hope by someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Not like the president that just goes like, "Yo, it should be good by Easter. Like, you're retarded. Like, I don't even know how the fuck... So many people got behind this dude, and is still so firmly behind this dude. It's it's fucking bizarre to me. I I can't wrap my head around it at all. A lot of this stuff that's going on in life now, to me, is just surreal. It, it just it's it's almost like a movie playing out. Sometimes I just uh, I see myself like outside of my own fucking body, just like is this really fucking happening? Like it's it's fucking surreal. It just is. Um, but hearing a doctor, you know, say that type of shit. And this isn't like him pandering to like Howard's agenda and this neck is Howard's like, dude, we're going to be fucked for years. Like this is, this is it. This is the end of fucking the world. And he's like, look, you know, understand what you're saying and uh, why you feel that way. But here's what I think. And, uh, he's also saying that there's a chance that, uh, they don't have a lot of long-term testing, but a lot of things that fell into the same category as this strain, um, They say that if you get it, you could be immune to it from that point on. So a lot of people can get it and sometimes won't even show symptoms. Their immune system will be strong enough where they're carrying it and that can pass it on to somebody else that it could be deadly to. But that specific person could actually just fucking take this shit and and rock it out like it didn't even exist. So knowing that means that, on the other side of this thing, the people who had those mild symptoms and it went away and they technically kind of checked that box of having it in the future, those people might be the safest possible route to treat people, to, to be there to receive orders, to check people out in supermarkets, to deliver packages, to do all these things that will no longer be a risk to infect more people. So, in the long run, we could wind up coming out of this. Um, I I hope, I mean, that's all you could fucking do at this point. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a scary fucking time. No one I know who's have gone through this, you know, I don't, none of our parents have seen this, none of our grandparents. I mean, you can go back to like world war two times and the amount of people that were lost in that, you know, that, I mean, you can go back to that that's probably about the most recent. I think you could see this, this level of, of world panic because this isn't just like a a localized thing. This is, this is everywhere. This fucking thing is sweeping the globe and it's terrifying. Um, Amongst it. uh, Also my buddy Shaheen's pipes in his fucking house busted and fucked up major amounts of his fucking house. If you could hit this guy up for commissions, um, hit him up, you know, if you want some art done and stuff, I know it's, it's a tough time and everything, but, um, you know, anything you could do to support him and what he's doing over there, hit him up, uh, nuclear heat graphics, um, you know, he always, uh, puts out top quality fucking product, so, you know, hit him up, he could definitely use it, um, if anybody out there owes him any money, just, just square up with him, yeah, you know I mean, like, just, just fucking take care of the guy like this guy's never done anybody wrong, you know, or beat anybody out of anything, at least not that I know of. Um, so, I mean, you know, just just keep it fucking keep it legit with this, you know, business out there. Don't don't do shitty business. You know, if if he made something for you, that you loved and you, you know, he, you know, he, you wanted that thing, whether it be, you know, your your pet or your this or your that and you got it and you liked it you know, you fucking pay for the service, you know, this, this is what fucks things up for everybody, because once you start doing shit like this, now, now you need payment before you even get the fucking product, this is, you know, this is the type of shit that got, you know, those little slide windows in the hood, because you can't trust motherfuckers on the other side of that counter, so now you got a little fucking, you put the money in the thing, it's fucking spinning a little thing around, and then you get your fucking thing spun around, any cigarettes or whatever the fuck, because, because you can't, just hand some shit over the counter and, and then ask for the money because the shit might not come back, you know, or you might get a gun in your face over some shit, you know. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so check him out. Check out. I got your five stars. Jeremy holding shit down over there, you know, doing his thing with the family, kids over there, you know. It, this is uh, this is taxing for everybody, you know. He's a teacher, so school's out. This this puts him out, you know. This is uh, this is rocking everybody, you know. Uh, check my man Eric out over there at the, like, you know, we might not have a football season, but we weren't going to win anyway podcast. Uh, you know, y- you know, it's not easy being green podcast. You know, you, you can check Eric out. I mean, he he's really hoping for a miracle out there. He's hoping that the coronavirus wipes out the majority of the teams, so his stands a better chance, which, I, you know, I don't agree with. I don't agree with I think that's harsh, but, you know, sometimes desperate times call for desperate measures, and that's just the stance he's taking. You know, again, you you could tune into the podcast for all of these harsh opinions and uh, drastic measures that he's taking over there at the, uh, you know, at the uh, We Only Got One Parade, but we're sticking with it, uh, Podcast. At least there's the Mummers podcast. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, what else I got? Uh, Andrew Carluck over there, False Count Radio, doing his thing. Um, wrestling Soup, of course. And guys, man, they they just keep knocking it the fuck out. I just keep seeing fucking notifications, too. These motherfuckers are doing like 18 shows a week now. Uh, as soon as they hit quarantine, they're just like, fuck it, we're turning it up from... Uh, 15 shows a week to 18 shows a week, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, yeah, like fucking aliases, yeah, it's like, well, this is wrestling soup, well, this one's Frank and Gus, this one's this, I mean, it's crazy, they 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 throw out so many fucking podcasts, you'll never wonder their opinion on anything, because they, they gotta hit it all at some point or another, killing it and they posted something the other day man they're fucking just skyrocketing on the fucking listens and the downloads and the, the and they earned that shit man they put in that fucking time over all these years. These this isn't one of these shithead fucking Facebook live fucking podcasts. You know it, 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 I mean this this is something that they've fucking worked on for years. They they found that chemistry between them. They built their listenership they continue to just fucking just kill it knock it out of the fucking park year after year doing fucking live appearances fucking doing his shit on the patreon everything just just killing it but um yeah so check them out um trying to think of what else i know i'm probably fucking missing shit i don't even fucking know anymore Uh, it's it's difficult to even keep my fucking focus on things uh there's definitely things that i've thought about and Oh, I'm going to cover that and I cover it the, and then I just fucking forget it. Oh, acid, the, the acid thing. Fuck that shit. Fuck all of that Brett Lauderdale bullshit. So, like, there was no plan of an acid any fucking thing. And then WrestleMania weekend got canceled. So then they started like a fucking Patreon deal or whatever, or, uh, GoFundMe type deal to raise money for the wrestlers. So they would have something because this is all they have and the WrestleMania weekend got canceled and all this other stuff. And then they're like, Yeah, acid cup part two. And it's like, whoa, wait the fuck, what the fuck does trin acid have to do with any of this shit? You know, I even got like, you know, a message from like um I think I think Joe sent it to me and said something like, Yeah, like yeah, this is a deal for trin acid, and like, well, what the fuck does this have to do with trying acid? Like, uh, you know. And to me I think that's just like a fucking complete cheap fucking move. I think that's a bullshit move to just slap somebody's name on it. That might mean something to somebody just, just to get a couple more eyeballs on your product. I I think that's completely shitty. Um, you know, the, the first acid cup was a complete failure. GCW barely got off the fucking ground. Um, they, they fucking bombed in the fucking arena, barely got anybody in there, took a huge fucking beating on it, huge criticism for it. A lot of people weren't down with the cause, whatever case. Um, and then they found huge success over the past couple of years. Never brought that acid thing up again. Now, all of a sudden, during this tragedy, oh, uh, you know, we threw the show together, threw these couple shows together. Spur of the moment, oh, acid cup. Like, well, wait, what the fuck? What? It, it's stupid. It's really fucking stupid. Uh, again, they put fucking um, Jordan Olive Oil over fucking Gage with interference from some schmuck from the Ricky Shane Page group, you know, engages out there like fucking 10 minutes later talking shit, like didn't even happen. You know, calling Ricky Shane Page out, you know, it's just, it's fucking crazy. Dickinson, you know, wins the thing. He cuts this promo about, you know, uh, this is all we have and this and that. And like, uh, you know, Dickinson belongs on fucking television. He belongs making way fucking more money than these indie shitheads. Um, I, you know, he's, he's leagues above the majority of the people that are in that fucking building there, you know? And, uh, you know, that, that's, I mean, he should have extensive tours of Japan. I mean, the fact that he just, just got to Japan this past time is, is a fucking crime because I mean, this dude is cut, cut out for Japan. He should be over there just brawling with the baddest motherfuckers in Japan. On a regular basis, he should do like a six-month fucking tour. He should be doing yearly tours in Japan, you know? Based off of his talent, his ability, his fucking... Everything he, he brings to the table. And then he should absolutely be signed to a fucking big-ass contract over here. But, you know... um, And the, the, the social distancing match, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. But that's what the indies are now. The indies are just... Shock value, silly ass ideas, and the fans jumping up and down going, I never thought of that. It's like, because you shouldn't have thought of that. It was fucking stupid. It's not fucking wrestling, pretending to fucking uh, flip a guy from across the ring. It's just goofy, stupid shit. So, But if that's what works for the crowd, man, good for Joey. Good for fucking uh, Jimmy Lloyd, because fuck it. Why? Why bother actually wrestle? You just come up with some silly ass gimmick and just go with it. So, you know, and of course, then Cornette's the fucking asshole and this that. Somebody in that group called me the Jim Cornette of uh, death matches. So that, that's pretty funny. Or not. Uh, You know, accomplished in any way, shape, or form in the wrestling business. But now I'm being compared to somebody who's very, very accomplished in the wrestling business. But they have devalued this guy so much that he could just be compared to any shithead on a podcast. Like, (laughs) it's fucking unbelievable. Um, So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's everything there. Um, But, again, like, you know, Lauderdale was going to go down to fucking Florida. And uh, he was going to have a fucking show Called for the culture that was all for you know black people, and he was gonna fucking reap the benefits of that. And then he was gonna do like a gay show with Effie and reap the benefits of that. And then he was gonna do a bondage show with Marcus Crane and reap the benefits of that. So he's just hitting every little like niche audience and just trying to fucking milk them and pretend like he gives a fuck about what they're about, you know what I mean it's it's just it's disgusting to me. I'm not really willing to play along with people and pretend like their intentions are good when they've been shitheads their entire fucking life. You know? I mean, when it comes down to what I actually do in life and everything, like me fucking dislike me whatever the case is, look at what I actually do and what my intentions are in that. That that's what I actually care about, you know? And uh, you know, I, I I don't know what these fucking people's morals are. I don't know what they actually stand on. They they seem to just be followers through and through. Just whatever the next guy who they're looking up to says is is law, and that's that's just what they're into. Doesn't matter if the guy beats his wife. It doesn't matter if the guy you know is is trying to fucking hit on fucking underage girls. It doesn't matter. You know if the guy fucking. Uh, murders his family it doesn't matter if any of this stuff it doesn't matter if the guy's a complete shithead deadbeat dad it doesn't matter if any of these these completely immoral things that you would judge your garbage man for but if it happens to be a guy you have a t-shirt from that that wrestled a match in front of you before now it's like oh all bets are off all the and i'm just not that's that's I, i have a higher moral stance than that i just do and uh you don't you don't have to agree with me but I'm very proud of the way that I feel and the way that I think about things. And it's not, it's not a matter of uh edge Lord or doing something for a reaction, because believe me, I catch a lot more hate than I do love. And and I've kind of accepted that because I've gone through very, very different periods in my life where I tried to fit in. And at a certain point I, I got tired of trying to fit in. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to be unapologetic and straight the fuck up, and anyone who doesn't like it can fuck themselves, because these weren't genuinely fucking people I was down with to begin with, you know, the, the, you know, people make fucking small talk with people all the time that they don't give a fuck about, they, they walk in and out of their fucking jobs, they fucking pretend to be cool with everybody, they leave there, and they start talking shit, they they fuck with a bunch of people that they don't really actually want to be fucking with. And I just tell you right from the start, I don't fuck with y'all. I don't, I don't there's a handful of people I fuck with. And that's it. Outside of that, hey man, I, I, you know, I have some people that are like-minded that I talk to on the internet and stuff like that. And they, dude, I, you know, I respect them and. I think shit is cool, but if one of the motherfuckers start punching a woman in the face, I'm done with them too, like, it's just that easy for me, I don't have any like, lifetime loyalty that I need to fucking bury my morals for, I just and I don't see that as a negative, you know, people keep saying oh, there's this negative shit to say I don't know, man, I'm looking at a very negative fucking circle of people and when that type of shit goes on you know how quickly we fucking just brush shit under the rug and just go, oh, Necro, Necro, oh, you can't say shit, he's, he's dying, he was a legend, yeah, but he, he was punching a woman in the fucking face. Ah, oh, yeah, I don't know, maybe it was. No, no, there's pictures of the fucking woman's face and mugshots and 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 fucking here. Here's a link to the fucking thing where he gave his side of the story and she gave her side of the story and. It, yeah I know, but like did you see the match with him and Joe, and it's like, dude, get the fuck away from me hey, you know this is this is why we're not the same, but there's so many of these things, you know, like this James Ellsworth clowns run around, you know he's he's the blackout now, like dude, get the fuck out of here why 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 is everyone cosigning this shit? They can't live without having morals and entertainment. It's crazy as hell Fucking crazy So I I think that's about all I got Um, I'm going to try to touch base with this shit Do it again uh, Next week man I, I don't even fucking know I got to see how my fucking uh how, how everything works out And how things are going I may have a lot of extra time on my hands It doesn't mean I'm going to be in the mind state to do this shit So I don't know We'll see what goes on I'll do what I can Please, everybody out there, shoot me fucking topics, you know, whatever you can, and I'll try to, you know, keep them, keep them aside so whenever I get the chance I could do this shit. I'm also planning on starting to do a um, little bit more shit with my puppets. I want to start doing, like, a like Facebook Live, like, puppet practice, you know, where I'll just, like, fucking, I'll just fix the camera on one of my guys and just fucking talk to him, just talk through the Facebook Live with him. And I could look back at that video and figure out where, you know, my movements were a little off or I could improve on this and that. And I could use it as somewhat like mirror practice with actual interaction and stuff. So I'm planning on doing that real soon. Definitely look for that within the next week. Um, So, yeah, I I think that's about all I fucking got. Um, I, you know, stay in the fucking house. What else can I tell you? All right. Talk to motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to you all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You been in the gym, bro? You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you! You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So. What well, I make you good? Black Jesus tell tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you keep be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. I lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell to truth, even when I lie. The a Jack Radio. Jesus! So say night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press I ain't coming for no food.